0: to the podcast, Appetite for Distortion, episode number 285. My name is Brando, and thanks for, if you're joining this podcast night train for the first time, or if you've been listening since episode one, you know the deal, six degrees of Guns N' Roses bacon. Any Yeah, we'll get former and current members, well, maybe not current anymore, members of, of Guns N' Roses, but we always try to find, you know, go down the path, who could we find that's random, you know, the, and get on here to talk about Guns N' Roses that we want to talk about, talk to. So those looking, you might know if, if you're a hockey fan. Though, then there are others questioning armpit. Like, what? Who? Who is that? Because you, you look like a metal singer. But Derek, uh, I'll call you this once because I know you're only your wife calls you Derek.
1: But Derek Armstrong. Sorry, no. if you call me Derek, I get serious. I don't like that. I like the free spirit <laughs> Armstrong. I like being going by Army. When I hear Derek, I get all nervous. I, I
0: got you. So I wanted to reach out to Army. So actually, this is the six degrees of how I, I got connected uh, with you, a you know, former professional NHL player. And we'll get into what you do right now with the Los Angeles Kings and all that fun stuff and, you know, 80s metal. That, you know, we're here to talk about 80s metal and Guns N' Roses, of course. There's the six degrees. But uh, I don't know if I, I mentioned this to you, how I got connected with you. So uh, using the six degrees of GNR Bacon, I had Fred Corey on. And he works with you guys, uh, Fred Corey. He does the uh, the sonic branding of the Kings. That's that's the name, Fred Corey. And so he used to drum for Cinderella, and Cinderella, obviously, that time, you know, plenty of connections to Guns N' Roses. He was actually in for one night for in Guns N' Roses because Steven Adler broke his hand. So after I interviewed him, and I said, Do you know what? Since you work for the Kings, I really want to get an athlete on here. I've been talking about this, you know, the whole podcast i want to get not just yeah rock stars but uh actors who i've had on you know uh, i've got wrestlers i want to get athletes because gnr is always going to be the nucleus but i want to see who else is a guns N' roses fan we may not know and then talk to them and get some cool stories and have fun so he he suggested luke robitaille luke uh if if people know one of the greatest hockey players ever he uh he played for you know obviously the kings and uh, the rangers and and all that stuff so when I'm talking to the connect who is putting me in contact with Luke, he's like, you should talk to to Derek Andrew, Derek Armstrong. Uh, like he would be fun. He's totally a metal guy. So there's like I had to mention all that because that's a real I didn't count how many degrees, but that's how I got to you, Army. Uh, to be on this podcast
1: it sounds six to me you're pretty close <laughs> and you were so luke, to do it and luke Luke was my line mate so luke i know a lot about luke and now obviously he's my boss well, he's, he's one of the best best in the business for sure
0: so what do you do now
1: for the la kings so now i i do tv obviously i have a face for radio but they put me on tv i'm not sure why but uh so i do i do tv on a saturday if it's saturday like it's called hockey day in la where we have a celebrity we have like snoop dog we have all these celebrities that come on our show on saturday we do the pregame, and they they kind of do intermission stuff and they go on the tv live tv and, and, and broadcast and we interview them at the end so it's been really cool i do all the saturday games just hockey in hockey day in la and then i also develop hockey over the world so it's called it's hockey development I, i'm with the grassroots so we're in we're in beijing china right now shanghai china we're in um, our newest adventure we're in mexico city so it's been awesome i work with all these kids going to all these untraditional markets. I do hockey camps. We're in Park City, Utah. We're in Lake Tahoe. We're all these non-traditional markets, growing the brand and growing this game. And it's, it's truly amazing the job I have. And, and then what to give back to the game. It's obviously for me, it's the greatest game on earth. If I couldn't be a rock star, I'm going to be a hockey player. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, I got to say over the years, I mean, my love of hockey has grown. And obviously music has kind of fused into it. I wanted to be a sportscaster. I think that's what was my, my initial drive. Always thinking hockey broadcasters. I can never do that. How fast they have to be. Your name, and everyone's name, except for yours, I guess, is so hard to pronounce. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, I, I can never do it. So I went the, I guess, the dumb radio DJ.
1: Well, I'm, I'm, on, I'm on live TV, and I can't pronounce him either. That's <laughs> why so I'm lucky. I, I'm lucky I know all the nicknames. My, my wife and my kids are coming. I always do training camp by myself. You know, they come in, they go, what's that guy's name? I'm like, uh. Firecracker, I mean, name? like Firecracker. I have no clue what anyone's real name is. You know, everyone goes by nicknames in the hockey world, so I, I, I can't pronounce anybody either as well.
0: What I did, and I know, um, just a short, quick, dumb story, but maybe maybe you'll like it. I did a public address announcing for youth figure skating, so like oh, eight, nine-year-olds, and it was in Brooklyn, uh, and there's a, a big Russian area, and I wanted to get their names right. I asked yeah. one of the parents to call me the day before so I could write it out phonetically. They're like oh no, the little kids—they don't care. No, I want to get their name right. So, for sure. Like, Kofsky or all these things. But.
1: Everything's off, throw off, you know, Pati's yeah. off, just that off at the end, and you get the Russian name right.
0: So obviously, hockey's in your your blood, but you're here because you were so excited to talk about music and rock. So I want to know—I guess when you were growing up and you're obviously putting on sk- little skates and, mm-hmm. and, and starting your career was music a part of it or how was it always kind of on the side? How much of music has been a part of your life? How much uh, Music's
1: always, always been big. You know, I grew up in the, born in the seventies, but grew up in the eighties. You know, we, we used to have the yellow, yellow Walkman on our side of the TV stuff. You know, before the room, obviously Guns N' Roses, Def Leppard, Motley Crew. you know, I had the big hair. It just, it was always a big part of hockey because it, it got you excited to play. You know, we didn't, we didn't have Red Bull or Sudefeds back then, or or all these all these energy drinks to get to get excited to play. So we had to use rock music, and we used to walk with the big ghetto blaster. All the boys would get rock and the, the Guns and Roses the Sweet Child of Mine, and and you know, and we loved Def Leppard for sure, Bon Jovi. You know, it's even even now we can have karaoke in my basement sometimes, and no matter who's down there, eighties rock comes out, and everybody can sing eighties rock ballads. So it's it's always been a big part, especially for you know pumping your brain up and. You know, getting the guys to sing together in the dressing room. You know, hockey such a, such an amazing team sport. And you know, I usually when you get a usually have a winning song at the end of the year. And you know, your winning song would be a "Sweet Child of Mine" or anything from Guns N' Roses. And and everyone in the dressing room would sing when you win. So it it really brought my generation together as people because you could understand the words to start. And you know, who didn't who didn't want to look like those guys growing up? You know, skin tight pants and long hair and you know and it was awesome, and it's it's been a big part of my life for sure.
0: That that's cool. Do you do you remember your first concert? Because you're from Ottawa. I'm from Ottawa. Yeah. Because okay. Because I was first, I got to see go uh, Guns N' Roses in Ottawa, but this was yeah, back yeah. in yeah 2006 with the Senators play.
1: Yeah, so, yeah, I played in Ottawa. Yeah. yeah, my first concert was Billy Joel. I went to Billy Joel. I went to my first year of Sully, but my favorite one, I got to go to Kiss, who's my favorite band of all time. So in Hartford, we get to meet Gene Simmons and stuff. And man, they are incredible on concert. They're not the greatest singers, but probably the best performances I've ever seen. Yeah, it was good. And then my 40th birthday, we went to uh, Def Leppard in Vegas. Me and my best friend from Brad Smith, the 40th birthday, went to the Hard Rock Def Leppard in Vegas. It was an awesome concert. So I've been to a lot. Obviously, when you're you're playing hockey, uh, we went to ACDC and it's we we're playing one year and we had the ACDC in Minnesota. So that was pretty cool too. They're they're an incredible band. I know they're in our 80s, but man, they're an awesome rock band as well. They they cross over all. Yeah, they all cross over. That's right. If you're a hockey player, you're a hockey player. You're yeah. a rock star, you're a rock star. You know, we all love everything.
0: That's true. I wanted to <laughs> invite uh, a friend of, of, of mine on to the co-host, but he he's working at the moment. I'm lucky that I get to do this. Yeah, for sure. Thing, but he's a big hockey fan like myself, my friend uh, John, who came, he actually uh, for those who l- listen to the podcast, he was my co-host with the episode with Johnny Kelly from uh, Typo Negative. But he's curious, like what uh, concert parks maybe come along with being a professional athlete?
1: That- yeah, the, the, the best place I ever went to watch a concert is Red Rock Amphitheater Theater in Colorado. Uh, I, I live in Denver now and it, I mean it is, it is amazing, that place to watch a concert. I used to train there a lot, you know, the stairs. I used to run up there with a the weight vest, but when you go to a concert there, man, you can get banged up. It is awesome. The acoustics are awesome. You know, I know, I know Rob Zombie a little bit. We've done, some con- we've done some bowling tournaments with Rob Zombie. What a cool guy. But up there watching a concert, there's, there's nothing like it in the world, for sure. Have you, you ever been there?
0: We were just uh, there um, in, in Denver, but we were only there for a couple days. So we didn't experience Red Rocks.
1: You got to let me know. I, I live right down the street from there. Somewhere there so.
0: Yeah, I, I want to we did we just came back from um we were in like Arizona for like 2 days, Utah for oh, cool. 2 days, Colorado kind of just dipping our toe in kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Like I got to experience it uh more, but
1: You have to you have to go. If you're a music guy, you have to go to a concert. There's nothing like it in the world.
0: But do you ever do when you're I mean maybe not now. actually no, maybe now since you're a big wig with the Kings and you're on But when you go to a concert and be like, "Hey, you know, I don't know if you want to say, "Hey, I'm with the Islanders." I don't, I don't know if you want. And <laughs> I, I admit that as an Islander fan, I don't know if that'll help or hurt you.
1: Uh, you... It, it'll help you now. Five Sorry. years ago, it hurt you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you say like, does that happen? You know, it, hey, I'm with
1: the Kings and. We work with A.G. Okay, so you know A.G. does does a lot of country stuff, but I, just from the years of playing, you know, I, I know quite a few people, so we're we're pretty connected to the world with you know I, I don't think i paid for a ticket in a long time but i give i've given tickets back to people too so and when i played i tried to give tickets to as many people as i could when i could you know because it's that's the way it is a little bar barter system in the business we're in so i've always loved to give back to people who love hockey and i met a lot of cool people through, through music that, that that are part of the music business. So hopefully I never have to pay for a ticket again, but if I do <laughs> I, I still I still would, but just because going to concerts. My wife loves music. My kids love music. So there's nothing like going to a concert.
0: Anything uh, ring a bell maybe make a fun story that maybe you were invited backstage to hang, you know, maybe like anyone, yeah. us,
1: anyone. Kid, well, we know kid we know kid rock a little bit. So we've we've been backstage and hung out with them a lot. There's, I mean that guy is I remember we went with me and me and Luke Quint me and Luke Robitaille, Luke brought me and his wife to watch Kid Rock. You know, it was at an underground place in in, uh, in LA, and we go backstage, and then we, we're back there. My wife's gonna hate this, but we go back there. You know, Cindy Crawford was back there. Kid Rock's back there, and then this guy that looked like a um, kind of like a, a woolly mammoth, short little chunky guy, full of hair, and he had all these beautiful girls around him. I'm like, I'm like to my wife, I know who that is. I knew who that was my. wife's like, Who is it? It was ron jeremy you know My wife's like what my wife's like what the heck how do you know ron jeremy was it's was cool and then then kid rock came over kid, kid rock came over to my wife and, and said and she's sitting there and you know he he's, he's got some swagger to him you know so it was, we're cindy crawford and some of the people not because of me because luke knows everybody knows He brought us backstage one day and then we went back then and ron and uh, kid rock came over and my wife puts him in the and goes, hi, my name is Bob. I'm like, your name is not Bob. Your name's Kid Rock. So he introduced him to my wife as his first name as Bob, not Kid Rock. So it's pretty funny. My wife got all embarrassed, but it was a good time and got to meet a lot of cool people.
0: At least he didn't go, my name is Kid
1: Rock. <laughs> that, that would have been so... That was, me, that was me and Luke. Me and Luke were doing that. We're like, that name's not Bob. <laughs> we are making fun of him. It's not your real name.
0: <laughs> That's funny. Do you ever have yeah. somebody... Um- Maybe like a Rob Zombie or or Bob or Kid Rock. Do they ever kind of are they in awe of you sometimes? Like whoa, a hockey player. Is that happening? Yeah, we we do a lot of
1: events. You know, we do a lot of charity events with Hollywood people and and all the actors and rock stars want to be athletes and all the athletes and want to be rock stars. Yeah, we're they're, they're just fascinated by what we do for a living. You know, it's they they, they can't believe you know hockey's we're, we're pretty humble guys and we're, we're just respectful people. You know, they can't believe that. We're such crazy animals on the ice and, and, and re- regular life. We're just, you know, regular suburbia people, you know, and that's, it's pretty cool. And obviously what they do for a living, all of us want to be a rock star. Cause ultimately we're all performers at, at heart, you know, and our sport, we get to perform their sport. We, they get to perform. So it's, it's pretty cool, but we, we all kind of want to be each other when we, when we hang out at different celebrity events and charity tournaments and a lot of golf tournaments and stuff like that.
0: There really is a crossover. Cause I use a lot of sport metaphors, with music industry as far you know, if there's changing members, it's like trading players, free agents. Do you root for yeah. Jersey? You know, do you root for the, the <clears throat> band name kind of, kind of thing. But I, obviously there's a music uh, music itself, literally, because if you go to the, the stadiums more, so, it just seems like rock, people say rock is dead. Not if you go to a sports game, like it's just, it's all, it's always all rock classic rock. You, you know, you hear guns and roses, AC, AC DC, Def Leppard, all the time and i remember growing up going to see you play at the nassau coliseum
1: <laughs> back in my <laughs> younger years your younger,
0: older, younger <laughs> years i mean honey i learned a lot of rock because it was before the internet yeah what's this song on the loudspeaker you know what's the what's <laughs> going out on the pa system and it was interesting yeah. before how before red bull and all that stuff that's what yeah, gave yeah. energy exactly
1: right it, it, it got your body moving and, and i think you're working late because you can understand the words a lot you know and they're like anthems and people like to sing along and like I said we didn't have phones like no one was looking at your phone so to connect that was how you connected to people and you know in stands a song would be coming on you'd be dancing during warm-up and people would be rocking out in the stands it was just a cool way to connect to people and rock and roll's not that for sure if you watch all those shows you know, American Idol, all those shows, they, they all bring back rock songs that, you know, they just they just put a little twist on them. But it, rock and roll will never die, and I think we'll come back. That's that's my saying every time I hang up. Rock and roll never die. So it's, people laugh at when I say that. But its I don't think you'll ever die, and it just it goes in stages. You know that, and they'll find a way to bring it back. But it, there's nothing better than, I guarantee that, anyone who's driving their car, and you know, Def Leppard, ACDC, you know, Motley Crue comes on. Everybody turns it up, I will guarantee it. I know I do.
0: When you would play, did you ever have any requests, you know, to tell the uh, public address announcer, hey, can you put on this song? Or, you know, stop playing this too much. <laughs> yeah. Get involved in nah,
1: that. Uh, those guys are pretty professional. We, When I was in the minors, we did, uh, we always did, uh, I like Limp Biscuit. They're a little bit 90s, but like Limp Biscuit was great yeah, when uh, they first came out, too. You had a little, they're, Fred,
0: they're, you ever like a 90s Fred Durst thing or 2000? 2000s. Yeah yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Did you see what he looks like now? He looks like a... Um, he looks like a, like a cop, he grew a you oh, right. and' has, oh, good like, for
1: him yeah he was a legend his time when he first came out he had some great stuff man <laughs> yeah. it was it was awesome, so we used to get him to playing a lot and you know he, there's always one or two guys that know music really well, you know, so they we usually leave it up to them to get it going but my my first my, by my first ten years it was only eighties rock music here is awesome a little bit of, a little bit of hip-hop in there too
0: and, w- and as far as like in the locker room, was there somebody that would pick? Music or how did that work? Or was there no music in the locker room? Perhaps. That's okay. I, I lost you. Should I pause it? Did you get a penalty? Five minute major. All right, five minute major. I'll pause it. <laughs> I don't know if you heard me. I was like, "All right, I think he got a five minute major." I
1: think he's got. Yeah, a ten- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you heard the there was a two and ten actually. I wasn't <laughs> tough enough to fight, so it was a two and ten. I probably. Swore on somebody and got kicked out.
0: <laughs> so I, I forgot. Did you answer the question? Like if who, if anyone decides the music that's in the locker room.
1: Usually it's an older guy, you know, it's and sometimes when the older guys played seventies rock music or or seventies music, you're like, yeah, they, they, when, when I first played, there'd be like Sinatra and I'm like, oh, I can't get excited with Sinatra in there. So <laughs> I love New York or whatever. So we, there's usually a designated guy. Some guys like to do it cause it's part of the routine because being a DJ is not easy because this guy's always chirping you all day long. Like, I mean, that song sucks, get that off. So it's a lot <laughs> of stress, stress of 20 alpha males and adjusting to being a DJ because you, you get tripped the whole time. I didn't want that kind of pressure.
0: That's true. Just being a regular <laughs> DJ. You know, you
1: played that song, you know, yesterday. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Imagine, imagine 20 alpha all alpha males in there just chirping you no matter what. I'd
0: cower and hide it in. A- <laughs> yeah. That's how, that, would, that would work out. Uh, so
1: exactly.
0: I, I, I have to uh, talk about what I want to talk about. It's my podcast, and that's the New York Islanders. I, I was so excited. I said this year, which I don't know if either is going to happen now. All I wanted was new Guns N' Roses music, which I guess there's still time, uh, or a uh, Islander Stanley Cup. Islanders had a came good They had a good, run, had a good run. And when we were uh, texting – I, I, I'm now wearing a shirt as I'm pointing if you're watching on Zoom. Love it. Zygmunt Poffy, a uh, fisherman shirt because you said that he was, what? Well, how did you phrase it? That he was the best pure
1: talent? not your hockey player best your hockey player I've ever seen in my life. I, I'll give you two good stories about him. So okay. Ziggy, Ziggy Poffy, like body fat test, you're always going to be like your 10, 12%. Like Ziggy was always 20%. But he wasn't big. He's like 180 so, but he would come to training camp, wouldn't work out all summer. Take his, because I played with, play with him in the minors in Salt Lake, then I played with him in Islanders, and I played with him in L.A. So he's one of my best buddies of all time. So we, we came into every league together. So he's like my roommate. was awesome. But oh, wow. he'd come to training camp, take his gear right out of the plastic. His skates would barely be sharp, and take his gear out of the bag and go be the best player on the ice that day. That's why he's so natural. He'd never trained in the summer, nothing. So, but, so my first year in Salt Lake, Golden Eagles, which was the Islanders' farm team, Ziggy came over from Czech Republic. So he didn't understand in English yet. So I was the one teaching him English, which I can barely, I can barely speak English. <laughs> if anyone knows, that, I speak gibberish, which is ridiculous. So, so he, we always, me and him always went to Cool Runnings. He loved that movie, Cool Runnings. That's where he learned a lot of English. So that's amazing. My mom, my mom comes down. We go to that movie probably 25 times that year. So my mom came down, and my mom's, you know, just a nice Canadian girl. My dad, my dad was a military guy, pretty strict, you know. So they come down, they meet us in Kalamazoo for dinner, and my Ziggy Puffy walks up to my mom and goes, "I don't know what I I won't say, but I'll if you believe it." He goes, "You can curse if you want." Hey, Mrs. Fucking Armstrong. That's how he, he goes. That's what he said, but he thought he was saying. Like, hey, how you doing? He goes, hello, Mrs. fucking Armstrong. And my mom's face <laughs> turned as red as could be, but he thought he was saying, hey, how you doing? So that was his first time my mom ever met. My mom's like, what the heck is he saying? <laughs> <And my> mom, <laughs> no one swears around my mom, you know, so it was hilarious. And then the one year I I finally made the uh, uh, LA Kings in 02, I get called up. I think Ziggy's making, I don't know, $4 million. I like get a check for like, $350,000 in his car that he hasn't even cashed yet. He didn't, he didn't really care about money, but he goes, Army, because I got called up. So I'm in the hotel. And he goes, Army, let's go for dinner. I'm like, perfect. So we go, for, I, I'm making the minimum at that time. I was just in a minor. So i you know, got all right money, nothing again. Not, not like having a $350,000 check, not even cash in his car. I don't have that kind of money. So go to night, we go to, nice, to Morgan Steakhouse, boom. And then we go to a movie. I end up paying for both of them. I'm like, I, I, you're inviting me to a movie. You don't get all this money. And I'm paying for dinner and a movie. It's ridiculous. And my third story with him is, so my, I roomed with him my first year, and then, and then he was my roommate. So, But he used to lay on the couch all the time, laziest man alive. But I always was resting his legs that he thought was most important. So I'd cook every meal for him, every meal. And I wasn't a very good cook. I was just a kid, so I'd, I mean, I wasn't a very good cook. So the next year, I met his mom and dad. And his mom and dad goes, "How is it? And he goes, speaking this very well. I Ziggy when he your room. You go, I go, he's not very good. He's like, are you kidding me? He went to school for cooking. He's called a cook knock So he went, so, and they go to ninth grade, and then after ninth grade, do a trade school. So from ninth grade, to like 11th grade, he went to a cooking school. So he knew how to cook. But he pretended he didn't. I had to cook every single meal for himself. So. He sounds like to-
0: a hustler. And if something is telling you, yes, he, he knew what he was saying to your mom. Oh, he knew what he was
1: doing. Oh, <laughs> 100% he was. But, like I said, one of the, one of the best... We grew up together, man. There's, I played with a lot of players in my lifetime and some of the most talented, talented hands and feet. And you always get that cut back and that slap shot across the green, man. It was awesome and just funny. And a, and a hustler, like you said, like don't, don't don't let those people who don't speak English fool you, I'll tell you that. They know what they're doing. Too funny.
0: Because I got to <laughs> say, growing up being a fan of those Islander teams, the fish sticks, and so we have hockey fans that listen to this podcast. Again, it's all the Six Degrees it really toughened me up because of just how bad they were. And I'm yeah, sorry.
1: We, we, we were bad, but the same thing. It's like that ge- my generation, that when I was there in 96, we. I mean, if we could have been like we were now, we just, you know, we had Pat Flatley was really good to me. Derek King was really good. Mick Foucault or Richie Pilon. They were all really good, except we didn't have any. They were tying guys. Then we had, I mean, there's me, Brian McCabe. Luongo was there. Pelfi was there. I mean, uh redden was there i mean we we had so many good players it just great team, that, ge- that generation it was, you know it was all older guys that played it was not younger players so if, if we could have kept the nucleus together of younger guys it just unfortunately it, it didn't work out that day but i mean i i learned so much pat flatley one of the best men you'll ever meet in your life there king was great mick for richie pilon and i can go on stories about those two guys but they oh. just they taught me how to be pros man they, on and off guys, you know people just think that Playing hockey is being at the rink. There's so much more to play in the game than just showing up and playing. You know, well, we're, we're all talented enough to play at that level, but the life around it and the way you got to act and the people you are with, I mean, it's they are really good to me. And like I said, I the LA Kings gave me my long-term NHL career, which I really, really appreciate. But, you know, I never would really even get started if it wasn't for the New York Islanders. So I respect them and I and I, and I love them too as well.
0: I, uh, that makes me feel good. And if I ever have an Islanders podcast, you know, you're, you're Oh, I'll of, be
1: on it. I have plenty <laughs> of stories for them.
0: <laughs> Cause it's, it's true as you develop. And, you know, I talk about the course the music of my youth and you know sports being involved and they just, that's how it, you, people's personalities are shaped. And yeah, they were great players. When I got to meet all the players, you know, hanging out in the Nassau Coliseum, everyone was super nice. You just wish they stayed together. That's how you feel yeah. about bands. It's like, Oh, you wish they stayed together. I guess, unlike, because athletes i this is the one of the sports analogies i use because athletes you know everyone ages but when you're playing for a team you have to you know perform and win you know winning is i guess is is the goal you play to win it's the a, game as what as Hor- harm said
1: you it's know. a period especially in our in our business it's it's a now business you know if, if, you, if you can't do it for me now then you guys gotta get out that was the problem we were, we were just so young you know and you know, and, that, and I think, and there was no salary cap era then, so it, it's so different. With salary cap era, you can be a lot more patient because, you know, the LA Kings were kind of in a in a in a bit of a rebuild now. We got a lot of younger guys: Turcotte, Kaliev. We got a we got a Byfield. We got a ton of guys that are just young, like kind of the crew that I was with. You know, but nowadays with the salary cap, you can be a lot more patient with them and and give them time to develop. But in my generation, you know, if you didn't produce in one or two years, everybody was gone. You no know, GM, coach, everybody was gone because it, it's you know it's Salary cap era has definitely made sports, you know, a, a lot more parity and all the sports and all the teams. I think it's better for better for fans, but, you know, and, and for players because you, your window is a little bit uh, smaller, a lot bigger to develop. You know, you go into New York, especially New York, such a big city of one year, if you don't play good, see you later, go start washing dishes, you know, so it's, it's it's not an easy business for everybody.
0: No, it's not. And I guess there is somewhat of the difference between music and sports because, you know, Axel and Slash—they broke yeah. up. You know, now now they can get back together, and it's yeah. not like you know, uh, if someone doesn't like their performance, they're still putting on the music. They're entertaining, so there there is the major difference. But I'm rooting, as I always say, for the the logo, the team, the the Islanders logo, fish sticks, or the uh, the the or <laughs> uh, or rooting for the the Guns N' Roses logo. So I guess I want to wrap up just with obviously more music talk. So since you yeah. said Kiss is your favorite, is your favorite band of all time?
1: Yeah, they're, they're, they're up there for sure. Obviously, I, I love Guns N' Roses. Uh, you know, I, I like all kinds of music, but I love Kiss. I just, my friends back home, we, you know, when they came out the costumes and stuff, it's just, watching a concert is, is like nothing I've ever seen. Because, I mean, let's be honest, they're not the greatest singers, but I mean, they, they give one of the greatest performances of all times. And, I see him a little bit later in age, and Gene Simmons walking around, and Paul Stanley. I mean, there's, there's nothing about that. I never got to see Guns N' Roses. I wish Appetite for Destruction" was probably one of the best albums of all times, you know. And I wish I would have got to see him. And you know, there's everybody wanted to be. I was Ax Rose a million times for for Halloween. It was hilarious. I would put the big hat on and thing and walk around, and you know, I think I was a rock star for Halloween. So well, I was you, pretty. You cool.
0: were Slash for Halloween with.
1: All the hundred, yeah, Slash, hundred yeah, percent Slash. It was awesome walk around and I I pretend I'd sit in the corner with a bottle of whiskey and a guitar and I can't even play the guitar and just pretend that I was him so everybody always wants to be a rock star and you know when those guys first came out I I read their book when they first came out They see there's just like their kind of life's like our life they you know they got talent and they they kind of worked their way up and they're just playing small town gigs and overnight all of a sudden you get 100,000 people on your autograph you know so they, they get fame very quickly like us so you can see why they they have a lot of drama and, you know, you can't prepare for fame. You know, they, they, they love music. We, I love to play hockey. I mean, I don't, I don't understand why anyone wants Monograph to this day. Probably them the same thing. You know, I'm just, I'm just a small-town kid who, you know, loved to play hockey just like those guys. They're just yeah. kids that are talented and all of a sudden, you know, everyone idolized them. So you, you, there's no book on stardom, but, I mean, those guys have to be one of the top five bands of all times, I would imagine.
0: Well said. And we'll, well, you get you have to see them now. They're the back on tour. They finally gets, uh, yeah, I'll get some. Yeah, I get I
1: get to see them one day for sure. Yeah.
0: Okay. Good. because like, I wanted to ask though, because I like, guess a few of your favorite songs. Like, what would be your fir- your favorite Kiss song, your favorite Def, Def Leppard song, and of course, uh, our song.
1: Def Leppard song would probably be Pour Some Sugar on Me. I'd imagine everybody knows that song okay, in the sure. bars. Putting a, pouring Pouring <laughs> beers on your head, you know. <laughs> uh, Guns N' Roses would be. I mean, Sweet Child of Mine i 'd imagine that's okay. pretty good they're all, they're all pretty good you know and then I, I love I love Beth I love Beth from kiss uh Beth I hear you calling <laughs> you know I can't sing obviously but yeah uh, I,
0: I can oh, imagine but, you but, know.
1: My, my favorite song, i love I feel carry song the journey though don't stop believing I can sing now the best I'm so I know. I know the rockers might not like that, but I can sing it. And I and I, and I still love that movie, Rock of Ages. I know it wasn't great for everybody, but I still love to watch that movie, Rock of Ages. All the 80s songs, and you know, I get up and sing on the, sing in the kitchen table for the family. So it's great.
0: Oh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> Army, I mean this this was a lot of fun. Obviously, you, you helped me uh, fulfill some uh, childhood dreams talking to an islander and, and talk, reminiscing about the days of old and Ziggy Poffy, but just to talk about. You know, 80s metal, Guns and Roses with, again, using that six degrees with a, a professional athlete, somebody who's, you know, uh, really esteemed in the, in, the, in the NHL as far as what you do for the LA Kings. And it's this cool kind of gets to talk music with you. And uh, I don't know. Do you like, do you like that? Because you, you, obviously you're always talking hockey. You must enjoy talking about something else a little bit.
1: Well, I, I kind of get a little bit of the gift of gab, so I like to talk about it. I'll, I'll talk about The Bachelor if you want to, whatever you <laughs> want. Uh, I'll talk anything you guys want. I, nope, I, no I bachelor. I just, I just appreciate you guys having me on. And like I said, we're probably around the same age. 80s rock music is, is like nothing ever, man. All my friends back home, we sit around the campfire or we go on a boys weekend and, and, and we we get the beers out and we, we all sing karaoke to every song, man. I mean, Monty Crew is the same thing. I mean, there's so many ballads that are just, incredible you know and then dead or alive is one of my one of my favorite songs of all times too i'm a cowboy i want to steal horse all right and part of the reason that song is my dad passed away my dad passed away in 2012 and then when he died he had to hear my voice so he called me my sister called me said dad not to hear you call me dad called me and then he died on the phone talking to me which is terribly sad and one minute later that song dead or alive came on so like my son was graduating from in high school in California and we were like in Malibu taking pictures and there was absolutely no service anywhere. I mean, no service. And on the radio, Dead or Alive came on. Like it comes on at these strangest times or like having a bad day, driving the car and Dead or Alive will come on. So it's, it's, it's crazy how music can connect to people. And I still swear to this day that, that my dad's still listening around here. And if anyone ever hears that song, remember my dad Tom Armstrong and give him a little, Give him a little cheers up in the stands because he was a good man. And, and my mom, you know, gave me a good life. But that, that song has a, a special place in my heart.
0: I'm never going to hear that song the same way again.
1: I'm a it? cowboy on the steel horse.
0: You and Ziggy Poppy drinking beer. Yeah. Drinking that uh, song. Yeah, that's
1: that's right. right. And watching Cool Runnings.
0: <laughs> yeah, watching Cool Runnings. Oh, that is that is the best. So here's your since you want to keep you have, the, you have the gift of gab you want to keep talking music you could always come back on as a co-host and maybe this will be your first task at see if Wayne Gretzky is a Guns N' Roses fan maybe you can get him uh, on the podcast. Uh,
1: we'll, we'll, we'll see, I'll see if if I can pull some strings for, you for sure. <laughs>
0: Okay, thank you so much. So you that was uh, episode of Appetite for Distortion. I hope you had as much fun as uh, as we did. Uh, when is the the next episode? When's the next athlete going to come on? Well, in the words of Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy, you'll see it, I don't know, as soon as the word. Yeah. You know what? I'm going to come back out for an encore because I forgot, I can't believe I forgot this because I'm getting so excited. We have to talk about, because I have listeners everywhere, which was cool that you say that you teach hockey everywhere in the world, but let's get a little uh, localized. What's going on with the uh, garage sale for the LA Kings? Because I'm going to put this out the same day. We're recording this um what is today's day monday the second so plenty of time for saturday the 7th if you're you're listening in the uh in the area of la so go ahead
1: yep. <laughs> i got two good yeah the garage show's gonna be good i think it starts at 10 o'clock on saturday it's at Toyota sports center our practice facility get out there we are getting rid of anything everything players old players gear gloves shirts memorabilia there's gonna be a tough a tough bunch of stuff I'm going to be out there selling stuff. It's going to be, I think their 11s will be out there. So there'll be lots of people out there selling stuff, getting rid of some of our old old, old, old memorabilia and all these things. So there'll be the hockey shoot there. It's it's going to be an amazing day. And also make sure everybody comes to Fantasy Camp. Go to LAKings.com. Fantasy Camp is like nothing you'll ever have in your whole entire lifetime. We treat you like pros for a weekend. We have a hot stove. Bernie Nichols, all these ex-NHL players come. You put a stall up, you're like an NHL hockey player, you have two or three games, you get to go hang with us at night, we get to tell stories all weekend. It's, it's hands down the most thing I would ever recommend anyone to do as an adult is to come to this fancy camp. I promise you you have the best time of your life. That
0: sounds like a lot of fun. It makes me wish you worked for the front office for the Islanders so I can <laughs> the- <laughs> You yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, You definitely need a liver cleaning after that weekend for sure.
0: <laughs> yeah yes I, I can only imagine alright so that does it I had to make sure I, I got that in we got too excited we appreciate it thank you so that does it for this episode of Appetite for Distortion now when are you going to see the next one well the words of Apple, uh, Axel Rose concerning Chinese democracy you'll see it I don't know if soon is the word no fuck it no
1: thanks to the lame ass security I'm going home